Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the OG ghoster himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Just head on over to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com to get started on your journey to the truth about trumpet. Home to The Open Bell podcast and so much more, the WTF is here to help you, your students, and anyone else who is ready to get better. And by Dylan Music, 732-635-3399. And no, Jenny won't pick up, but Jimmy will. Try it. Go ahead and call 732-635-3399 and talk to the one and only Jim McCombs, who is standing by, ready to help you with all of your trumpeting and brass player needs. And if you need mouthpiece work done, he will connect you with Chef Perry Sutton, natural trumpet golfer extraordinaire. You see, since 1992, Steve Dillon has been in business to serve performers, teachers, students, and anyone else who loves having the right instrument and the right accessories for the gig. And that is why his store in Woodbridge, New Jersey, is a destination for musicians all along the eastern seaboard. If you can't make it, all you got to do is call the number I mentioned above or go to dillonmusic.com and use the promo code OPENBELL5 for to get 5% off of all your accessories. Dillon Music. Musicians Helping Musicians Since 1992. And by the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music, who is announcing jazz study scholarships and graduate assistantships for lead trumpet. CCM offers degrees such as the Master of Music and Jazz Studies, and their MM and doctoral degrees offer the possibility of doing jazz as a minor area. Now, hold on. You must be qualified. Applicants must demonstrate a high level of performance and or writing ability in the jazz idiom. For assistantships, teaching experience is desirable, but not required. And depending on the qualifications of the applicant, duties might include coaching jazz combos, directing a big band, teaching improvisation, arranging, or secondary jazz piano. The CCM Jazz Trumpet Studio is taught by Dr. Scott Belk, whose recent graduates have won positions with the United States Air Force, the Marine Band, and are active as professionals across the country. For more information, contact Scott Belk, Program Director, Jazz and Commercial Music Associate Professor of Music at CCM, 513-556-9447, or scott.belk at uc.edu. Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. As you guys know, I'm out on the road a bit this fall season. It's upon yeah, us. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not for you my are. Chop Saver. I'd be, in, I'd be in big trouble. In fact, I'm, I'm here in the mountains, as you know, coming to you live, live yeah. from Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, today. absolutely. Carolina. Beautiful, beautiful in Asheville. Beautiful Asheville. Yes, That's just is. amazing. And it made me reflect on those early days when I was reluctant to go with Chop Saver. And, huh? you know, to, to give up that wax cylinder. And I thought, right. you know, maybe, maybe I didn't love you quite as often as I could have. Oh, maybe I didn't treat you quite as oh, good as no. I should have. Oh, oh God, no. If I made you feel second best, <laughs> Chop Saver, I'm sorry I was blind. Because you, you were always Wait, on my always, mind. Always. You were always <laughs> on my mind. Now, I need to, I, now I have a question at this point before we go forward. <laughs> oh, Are we talking... There, I think there are two big ones. Now you may be thinking Willie Nelson right well, now. Well, you you know but I I'm, drove. I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking Elvis, and I need to know which version of that you're really thinking of right now. Well, you know where I was before I drove over here to Asheville. And well, that that's is, why I asked. I was were, in Nashville 
and I was yeah. in the Sound Emporium yeah. where Willie recorded. So that's what was on my mind. Yeah, of course, right. But you're also in Tennessee, which is you know gets you to Memphis, which is where Graceland is. Right, but that's the other way. I only went as far west as Nashville, and then I came back east to Asheville. Nashville, you just took the end right off. I took the Asheville, to, yeah, exactly. And yes. <laughs> right off, exactly, <laughs> right off. Oh, it's right out. out. It's right out. But hey, all right. Well, you you, you can, can go. You're gonna go, Willie. I'm gonna go, Elvis. All but, right, we can, uh, and we'll cover it. But off. we can we can agree that the uh, Chop Saver is totally the way to go. Absolutely. Agree with that. And you yeah. can use your promo code to get 50 promo code. Go to www.chopsaver.com today. Now, Brian, you have the ability to go to chopsaver.com today and order. But the question is, Willie? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I want to add one more thing here relevant to Chopsaver. So, you know, as part of my job, I'm also director of undergraduate studies, and we have two academic advisors here. Oh, uh, we know. And and one of them, uh, <laughs> we're one of them, no, we're well aware. We one hear them about the other day was time. asking, was talking to me about like some lip stuff, and I said, you know, you know, I, you know, I've, I've got some stuff. Would you like some stuff? And she goes, mm. what are you talking about? And I, I said, chop saver. This is the stuff. And I came in because I, you know, I buy them in the sixes. I came in, I just handed her two. I said, here you go. She goes, oh, yeah. this stuff's great. So yeah. I am uh, spreading the love as it were. So That's oh right. yeah. I've hooked yeah. a lot of people on the old yeah. chop saver. You have to. Yeah. All right, Brian, what do you have for us? Okay, I have I have two little things um, to talk about. Um, so I had a lovely conversation with I'm a, a new Cornet fan uh -oh. who wrote, wrote uh -oh. to us uh -oh. and is like oh, absolutely over the moon. I, he, he hasn't said that he wanted to be outed, so let's just say, I don't know, his name is, um, I'll make it up here, uh, Denny Keck. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's, That's a, a good, good alias. Name. Yeah, I like great, it. Yeah. Denny Keck. AKA so, Denny AKA Keck. So he's, <laughs> he's had this, you know, he's been a life of a freelancer and, and working and playing as a professional and, um, you know, was getting bored and sort of discovered the podcast and then started thinking about Cornette. And he's playing like, he's now doing like four hour um, gigs on Cornette with uh wow. <laughs> yeah it's um well i wish i could remember the the genre you guys would kill me if you anyway he's doing i just can't remember because my brain froze um but he's doing these gigs on cornet so we had this conversation about the instrument and about mouthpieces and i was like well so as bell said the um the entry level mouthpiece is the wick um and so uh he said he's like no i'm all in i'm getting a picket so he ordered a picket. Nice. And, uh, I said, let me know how it how it goes. And he's just a really nice guy and super high energy. It was it was very cool conversation. So I'm willing to chat with people about Cornet if they want to chat online. I have no problem doing that. Um, that you'll talk about. Yes, of course. Yeah. I'll, I'll hang out all day and talk Cornet. He just said it. I will he hang did. out <laughs> all day. I will just hang out all day. Cornet. I heard I, it. My takeaway from your story was the fact that boredom led someone to the open bell which i think it's a path and the, for a lot and of the cornet <laughs> and the cornet <laughs> resurrected his love for practice yeah and what i said about the wick four was that it was a gateway mouthpiece gateway that's right just gateway. to be clear right absolutely <laughs> gateway all right you said you had two things the second thing is i'm curious i i'm not a gadget person per se and and i know you guys aren't either but for some people gadgets can, can work yeah. um and can be a path 
Um, I'm you guys know about the you, the burp, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. there's a there's a thing called the brass buzzer, which is a variation of the burp. Yep. Which is um, metal and it loops around the the mouthpiece and mm-hmm. goes in the receiver. I'm curious. I have one for trumpet and one for cornet. I have students who who like them. I find playing the cornet mouthpiece by itself to be not helpful very often. I, I find if, playing the trumpet mouthpiece by itself to right. be all, not all that helpful. Right. Maybe, maybe diagnostic, but not actually helpful for pedagogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, is the same thing true of trombone mouthpieces, tuba mouthpieces, French horn mouthpieces? Like, um, I do find the tr- playing the trumpet mouthpiece sh- can be helpful for people on occasion, mm-hmm. but... I might argue with that a bit. It's very different than playing the trumpet. I agree with that. Right. But and, and it can so be helpful. It can be helpful in diagnosing maybe a couple of certain things. Sure. I don't know that it's helpful in getting better at any of those things. It might be helpful in illustrating some. Yeah. I know a lot of tuba players that like to use the visualizer. You know what I mean? I know Just a lot of trumpet players that like them. the visualizer. Yeah. Yes. And that, yeah. that there again, that's diagnostic. I don't think it's going to make you better. Right. Sure. But, but exactly. I, I will agree that the cornet mouthpiece is more difficult to to buzz yeah to play than a trumpet mouthpiece well possibly but i've given this some thought um and, and he's given all some of, thought and dismissed backsliding it. two weeks <laughs> 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 but all of the brass instruments are similar in this respect in that we, we to make your best and fullest sound the mouthpiece is the way that you can you know activate the airstream and meet the resistance of the horn yes Right. So playing the mouthpiece by itself isn't the same thing because the mouthpiece does not provide that resistance. So, yes, yes, you can diagnose some things. You can look at setup and you can check some fundamental and basic things. But the reason the cornet mouthpiece, I think, is, is, for lack of a better term, worse than the trumpet mouthpiece is it's shorter. Right, yeah. it's shorter and it's more conical and open, right? Because yeah, it's more of a V. Is, yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. more of a V going through, so you're not getting any real feedback at the point of entry. It, right. You know, you're all the way in, and which is why tuba players may do this more than us. Trombone players may do this more than us because it's bigger. You know, yeah. it's the same theory I have about the uh, the M A W valves. You've seen those, right? Uh, the, yes. the cutout valves. Uh, this guy, uh, Martin um, Wilk, Wilkie, uh, they, they're I they're think, really I good. He makes it, a good yeah. product. The yeah. the tuba teacher here swears by this, so he actually came up a few years ago. Hey, can I come up and show you these things? And listen, I like his product. And I think he makes a very very good thing. And and some horns are using them now. I believe. Um, the AR Anthony Rapachulo's horns, those uh, mm-hmm. he's using those. I believe the Lotus trumpets are using those, and some mm-hmm. other people. And Martin will convert any horn you've got. He'll do this for you, right? Wow. The but the tuba players are telling me this is like night and day. And I tried it, and it was like night and a little bit later that night. You know, it was not. <laughs> I, I, I actually think the size of the horn makes a more significant difference, and I think the same is true with the mouthpieces. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. The 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 reason I have veered off buzzing and gone to my you know, the bread tie and the lead pipe thing. Right. Because the buzzing, that's not what you do. It's like why I'm against free buzzing. It isn't what you do. It's yeah. not it's what, not that's what you're not doing when what you're playing you're the doing horn. When you play the horn. Right. Yeah. yeah so so. Like I, I actually had a, I was in a master class once with somebody who says, if you can't buzz the note on the mouthpiece, you can't play it on the trumpet. And I kind of started laughing. <laughs> and he, and things, he said, yeah. what? And I said, well, I can't buzz at that time a high G. Like I can't do that on a mouthpiece. I right. could play one and it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, 
I yeah. do think the, the free buzzing and playing the mouthpiece can be helpful and in the progression to being able to play the instrument I, and I for like, diagnosing issues, certainly. I like Joey's thing. I, let's just once and for all sweep those over to diagnostic. Yeah. yeah I would be on board yeah. with this. I'm, yeah. I'm game with it. Yeah. I right. think that's the well, best way to explain what's going motion on. Motion approved. All right. <laughs> motion carries for lack okay. of second. <laughs> motion cl- motion carries by acclamation. All right, Joey, what do you have? <laughs> I, I, I got this. Uh, the fall has become a little busy for me, performing wise, in a really good and fun and positive way. So, you guys remember I went and did the 100 Years of Disney show with the Cleveland Orchestra, and then last weekend mm-hmm. did the exact same show the, with the Pittsburgh Symphony Dang. Orchestra, which was an awful lot of fun. Dang. But today, when we're done today, well, I do have another meeting. And after that, for those of us of a certain age, oh. I think most people remember the police, the group, the police oh, rock group. Yeah. They had a bunch of hits back in the 80s. Yes. yes. Right. So Stuart Copeland, who was the drummer in that group. Yes. Is in Indianapolis today and picking up an entire orchestra. So no Stuart way. Copeland oh, wow. is, is doing, it's like a big studio orchestra. We're going to do a rehearsal and concert today. So again, the idea of, you know, show up and see what happens. But it's a bunch of police tunes and a bunch of his own things. He's also written a whole bunch of stuff. Fantastic. So the, we're going to go up there. And, and and this is the life of a freelance musician is that we're going to do a rehearsal from 2.30 to 5. We're going to have, you know, a little dinner break right then. And then With the concert's Stuart. at 7.30. And listen, if you get access, here's okay. what I want you to say. And you, okay, <laughs> l- hold on just a second. For those <laughs> listening that may not have done these sorts of gigs before, most and by far, most of the time, you had never really get close to the artist most right. of the time. Every right. once in a while, they make them back and say hi. And now Tom Wopat, who remembers Tom Wopat? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard, right? Yeah. yeah. I did a production of Chicago a couple of years ago in Indianapolis where he was in the, in the cast. So after the rehearsal, after the sound check, a bunch of the band was just standing outside where we had some time. And I, we hear, hold on, hold on. I, I got to go find the band. And we look, and there is Tom Wopat that we all are of an age of having watched the Dukes of Hazard. Yes. Yeah. Came out, old boy. <laughs> right, that's Waylon Jennings. Look at that. Good for you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Who sang the theme song? But he came out with cookies that he had made from scratch for the band and copies of his CD. As he is also a singer, we're like, are we hanging out with one of the Duke boys right now? <laughs> yes, you but are. that was wow. highly unusual. So, right. If I okay, but if I get if, if I'm hanging out access. with Stuart, so obviously we're going to be best friends by the end of the day. Of course you will. Obviously. I would just say, look, I know you spent many years with Sting. My friends call me Ding. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that'll go over like a lead balloon. That'll yeah. go over. <laughs> Sounds like a great like idea. Like Fat Anderson. <laughs> like Fat, <laughs> Fat Anderson, Chris Blody. <laughs> Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> lead balloon that was one of the greatest things i've ever seen deathly silent chris just shut down crickets and <laughs> facial expression never changed yes Looking right. Right well i will him. i will report back on uh, yes. how mr copeland is uh next time but you have you of course have the charts in your in your inbox now you're been practicing them and it's <laughs> not how this works that's not how this works that's not how any of this works i'll show up and i I'm, i think i'll be all right so yeah yeah so i think Bill, you're gonna be you, okay what do you yeah. got for us today well i think we already kind of covered you know I, i've obviously i was in uh, i was in nashville for a few days editing the long-awaited oh. the long-awaited 
Trombo Mundi Christmas CD. Volume oh, two. And my work word. with my former student <laughs> and dear friend, Ben Blasco, who's done amazing doctor. work for us. Doctor. Doctor. Doctor, doctor, doctor Ben, ben Blasco. Blasco. Yes. And David Pollan, uh, engineer at the at the Sound Emporium there, who's just Killed unbelievable. It. You know, watching him run Pro Tools is like some uh, watching a virtuoso at piano or trumpet or anything else. His <laughs> chops in Pro Fantastic. Tools, unbelievable. Nice. And just the nicest guy. And, of course, you guys know what it's like to, to hang at the Sound Emporium. It's, yeah, it's, it's very yeah, cool. It's pros. special Total in Martin's pros. Barbecues right down the street. But anyway, um, oh, got no, to do a I'm bunch of other cool stuff in uh, in Nashville. And now I'm in Asheville. But the thing is, I want to say. Like talk I said, mostly, we took the, took the end right off. I did, we did. Uh, <laughs> but the, C, the CD is going to be cool. Uh, Trombo Mundi Christmas Volume 2, Sleigh yeah. Ride to Hell. Uh, <laughs> I think Sounds we about should, right. I actually Sounds think accurate. we should call it that. <laughs> So I well, like that. It's definitely going to be volume two. Yeah, but the but other thing, Slay Ride to Hell, Slay Ride to Hell. Yes, that's. I have to put note, Doctor Ben Blasco, on that. That was his. He goes, "Have you titled this yet?" In the we're in the middle of one of these tunes, and I, I'm like, "Kind of." We're thinking about this. He goes, "So I got one for you," because <laughs> he's been living it. Since he's, living it. he's been doing all the hard work. We just about, walk in there and play some trumpet. Right. Get out. How like about a Slay Ride to Hell? Out. And I was like, "Okay, that could work." Yes, as we that do have of, for those who are wondering. There is an arrangement of sleigh ride that's going to be on this where there yes. are. In fact, it's the last thing that we recorded for the entire project. Yes. Sticks, horse whinnies, including a bass trumpet horse whinny. Yes. <laughs> Which I then overdubbed on a garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you made that sound good. And thank you. No, no, it sounded fine. But it um, is the last thing because we had some arranging. If you guys remember, we had some arranging in the studio on the fly there yeah. to make that all work. But it was like, wait a minute, we're done now. But it is sleigh ride. So those yeah. who are thinking your trumpet players are sleigh ride. Dr. John Marciano wrote us an arrangement in which all of us get a little horse whinny because, you know, right. everybody wants to do the horse whinny. So John, and I think in a, a, an inspired moment, it was like, well, we should all get to horse whinny. I right. think he's exactly right. Thing. I think should. he's exactly right. Now, of course, it was hard to listen to that part of it and not be a little bit judgy because we're all partial to the way we all horse whinny. Yeah. But there's I'm one that's I'm, clearly. I am happy with how I did it. <laughs> There's one that's clearly better. And what I, I want to do when the CD comes out is we're going to have a little contest. You can say name that horse winning or pick the one through six. No, just pick the one you like the best. Oh. Now, I will say, if you're looking for instructional, instructional uh, <laughs> stuff as we get close to the Christmas, Charlie Duvall a couple of that's years a good ago video. Yeah. put a video out. Charlie Duvall is one of the term teachers at the University of Illinois. He's previously at the University of Michigan. He's played in orchestras. He's he's excellent. He's excellent. He made a video on horse winning that is actually spectacular it is yeah. totally like if you want to know how to horse when he just google get on youtube put in charlie duvall it's d-a-v-a-l charles duvall horse winnie and the, the video is awesome, awesome. highly recommended yep, well sure. some of us could have used it before the session we'll that just leave it true. at that some so of what us we're have, hear... watched, have watched it and it's still not helpful you think, were terrible think... brian Absolutely what, terrible. I think what Bill did is just use his five times and then well, took it down an octave for bass. I was. <laughs> he should. They're have all done identical. That. I wanted to, but then I thought, no, you know what? It's time these guys learned a lesson. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. You think we can learn? Bill won't always be there to save us. <laughs> I'm not always going to be there to save you, right? Uh, yes. Anyway, Nightmare. all right, boys. It's game time. Oh no, oh, man. This is a new one. Uh, new, another new game? Kind of a, it's kind of a twist on, on an old game. But here you go. It's time for You Bet, You Better, You Bet. How much oh, music no. did you listen to on your drive? 
Oh my gosh, a lot. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you bet, you better, you bet. Yeah, this is just is it, me are trying we gambling, to, are we gambling here? No, this is me just trying to get kind of pigeonhole Joey with, you know, bumpers. <laughs> See if <laughs> I can just get making him to do me do I, more and more. What I want him to do. <laughs> yeah. You know so what this, I'm doing with this one. <laughs> this is this is a game where your selections don't actually matter. What really matters <laughs> That's true of all the games. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that true of all the games? <laughs> it's not really about the questions no. with you, is it? <laughs> no, it's not, really. not about the answers. It's always hey, listen. You're going to love this part of the story. So I'm staying at this amazing place here out in the mountains of Asheville. And, and I got the instructions from the host that said, uh, please don't leave any food in your car. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Because Are there bears out bears there? Will open we it. have a bit of a bear issue. <laughs> That's right. So just take everything in the house. It's totally fine. Okay. It'll take the beef jerky out of the car. And but they the will house. open your car. And yes, they will. <laughs> like wow. a can opener. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> and get in there. Anyway, so in this game, your answers don't matter. What matters is how well you know what you think your teammate might say. And of course, all the points are arbitrary. So what we're going to do is I have a list of questions. I'm totally going to win this game. That goes without saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How does Joey lose this? That's not going to happen. So I have a list of questions and, um, and then we're going to, I'll just go through them all and then we'll come back at the end and we'll give our, and we'll try to figure out what other people are going to say. Okay. And okay. it's kind of tied in with today's topic. So we have to, we have to, we have to actually be honest about, you know, so we can't change. Yeah, anything. no, okay. you got to pick your thing and then, okay. and then we'll see if we can kind of go around and guess here. All right. Got All it. Right. Qu- question one. Question number one. Thank you. <laughs> your favorite cornet solo to be for, performed with piano. Ooh, that's not, that's not that easy. Favorite cornet solo. Favorite cornet solo. Okay. So okay. I'm saying what I think. And, and you're I'm just picking your what, thing, the, and then you're I'm giving gonna, your answer, and then we're going to try and guess your, answer. your answers. Yeah. But with piano, not with band, not with orchestra, but with piano. Piano. You're programming a recital because that's what today's show is. I about. know we're talking about recital programming, yeah. right? And so I thought so I would just with time piano, this in. cornet solo with piano, right? Cornet solo with piano. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Question two. Question two. Question number I'm two. Do by myself. Best audition piece for a strong high school player entering college. Ooh. Piece? Right. So that means like a solo, not an etude? Yes, a solo. Thank you. And you can be specific and say a movement if you want. I'm doing exactly that. Shocking. Question three. Question Brian, number three. <laughs> Brian, are you okay? Yep, I'm good. Best audition piece for a developing high school trumpet player. And I'm using the word developing as in somebody who's, you know, shows some promise, but isn't, isn't the strongest player you have, but, but is going to do a, ready to do a solo with piano. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. I, I have a bunch of those in my head and they're all the same. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure know, which one's right? which because the titles are similar and I like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember which one's which. Give me just a second as I no get worries. that together. Okay. Good. All right. Question four. Question number four. Your favorite etude. Oh, my gosh. What? Hold on. There are categories here. No categories. Etude. Technical, lyrical, short, long, uh, you know, easy, hard, challenging. Etude. Favorite etude, period. Favorite etude, period. Got to pick one etude. I am angry right now. I know. (laughs) 
This is the this multi-layered is, approach I take to these is, games. This is not okay. Favorite etude? That's Favorite impossible. Etude. You just got to pick one. You yeah, could pick another are... one tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. It's Favorite... not like it's the last time I'm going to ask you this. Favorite etude. Okay. <laughs> he throws a tantrum and then just says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know what the best etude is now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's been decided. Yes. <laughs> Let it be. All right. Question five. Question five. Best piece to open a recital. Oh, well, hold on. Like for the development. I know you want categories. Player, I do want categories. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. College um, senior. College senior. Brian. Brian's thinking. Does Spark yeah. have an does Spark have an E on the end of it? <laughs> <laughs> it okay, there's a bonus question. There's a bonus question. And this this one is intended question. to incite incite major dilemma. I'm already mad. What is the best first trumpet concerto a college student should play? Best any student first trumpet concerto a college student should play yeah let's we go with college but i'm thinking about kids that are auditioning for college too like strong you know okay yes this kid's a fine trumpet player he's headed off to college he's got his stuff together first concerto Concerto? not trumpet not sonata not a sonata i'm being very specific here for a reason yes because for obvious reasons i'm a little mad at you i know but this is part of our concerto yeah. Which I have a solution for. Now I realize. Best concerto. Okay, I got it. Wow. I have the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> of course. All right. Brian, let's just let's just split this up a little bit, right? We can take turns here. Brian, I would like you to guess. What Joey put down as his favorite cornet solo to be performed with piano? Napoli. Oh, are, oh, are you going in on this too? Um, no, uh, no, we'll just let Brian decide. Actually, it's exactly what I wrote down. I have, I have Napoli <laughs> written down. Totally nailed it. I have what performed I, that with piano. I love it with piano. It's great. Yeah, but what did I write down? Uh, now, Bill, are you picking or am I guessing? Uh, I don't know. I guess we could do it that way, right? Yeah. Um, you, know you should guess him, then I guess you. Yeah, let's do that. Wrong. Uh, Wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, Philip Sparks, Song and Dance. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one. That's not what I wrote down. I have done it with piano. That's a great one. I could point you toward a great recording of that with piano. <laughs> yes. <Did you>? Yeah. <laughs> No, did he put down? Did you put down Fantasy Brilliant? I didn't. I put down Norma. Oh, Norma's pretty good too. I should have known that. That's the next one in the arbors. I was going off. So, Mm -hmm. all right, Joey. All right. So, um, does Rose Variations count as a cornet solo? It does. Then I'm putting that for you. And you'd be right. That's that's, that's easy. (laughs) That's easy. I thought that was kind of a gimme. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Question two. Uh, best audition piece for strong high school players entering college. 
In other words, what do you want to hear strong high school players play when they audition for you? All right, so we the same round robin here? Sure. All I right. mean, unless you want to switch no, it up. Fine, I don't care. Brian, what do you think I wrote? All right, you wrote down um, Artunian. Oh, that's a good one, but I, I actually did not write that down. Oh. Can you steal, Bill? I can steal. Kenan. I thought about Kenan, but then I thought, if I have a strong player, I want to hear the first movement of the Hindmith. Oh. Uh, it's a good audition piece. It is. It is. It doesn't have as much technique in it as the Kenan, but yeah, great. But, uh, but the strong part when you go through that no. second page, you know, if you got somebody oh, yeah. to really do that, get, that's a yeah. really good audition piece. When we hear somebody that come in and really knock that down, like, mm-hmm. ooh, we got they. That's okay, nice. All right. Nice. So then, uh, so now what? Now wait, Brian is trying to guess Bill. No, no, Brian's guess. No, who's you, guessing me? You guess me. I guess Brian. I'm what? Oh no! Wait, you wait, no. <laughs> wait, we already guessed Brian. I guess oh, Brian right. missed, so I have that's to guess right. you. Yeah, you guessed me. Strong high school player. I think you're going to go first moment of cannon. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah that it's a good call. Tells me what I need to know. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially yeah. if it's been prepared by hammer tonguing the entire thing the whole way through as loud as you can possibly play. <laughs> well, those are the you're just looking for. Yeah. Well, it says with strength and vigor. That just means tongue really hard. <laughs> know Brian, your audience. <laughs> Brian, Brian said, isn't that how it's written? <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what with strength and vigor means. Yeah. With strength and vinegar. Yeah. All right. So now what? Yes. Now are we're we number guessing? three. Okay. Number three. Best audition piece for a developing high school trumpet player, or yeah. best solo for a developing high school trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wait, I'm supposed to pick for Brian, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, see, he's going to want one of those easy cornet solos. I don't know the titles to. Oh, but I can't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I, I. It's <laughs> like my, I can, my I brain can, froze. This morning. He's going to say, he's going to say, <laughs> I can't remember it, day. but that's not it. I could still <laughs> play it. I can play it from memory, but that I'm in the right category, aren't I? Yes. Like you're going to say pick a, an accessible cornet solo that you can actually get your way through without beating yourself up. Yes? Yes. Which one did you pick? Thorvald Hansen. 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 You, you didn't know you're, the name of it either. You're welcome. <laughs> I came up with Huna and, I, Huna and I'm like, no, that's uh, not No, that is not that's it. That's not on the list. All right. So <laughs> I actually get it. double points by knowing what he picked and knowing he didn't know it either. <laughs> yes. <double laughs> yeah, but points. I'm the one that came up with the title. <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> They're arbitrary points, points. The points are arbitrary. <laughs> and your answers don't matter. 100 points to Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right, Bill, what did I, what did, uh, what did I pick? Uh, or Brian, yeah. one of you guys pick me, right? You're picking, um, <laughs> you're picking Petit Piece Concert. <laughs> <laughs> I think Petit Piece Concert in some cases could be a little too challenging. I stay away from that one. Oh, I do goodness. love that piece. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. It's I a good know. piece. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. On Dante at Allegro, boys. Oh, That's right. I, brutal. Those, but it's it's good, right? It's slow no, in the beginning. You can show yeah. a nice, good sound. You got some tonguing things and some stuff on the second page. Mm-hmm. Totally accessible for most high school students. Yep. No, that's it's a good solid. Point. I Solid hated right every there. one of those pieces in that whole series until I t- heard Tom Hutchinson play one. And I was like, oh, that's a nice piece. Yeah, it's a nice piece. <laughs> They're nice. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So what did Bill pick is the question. Mm-hmm. That's not what he picked. That's No, that's not what he picked. He's not going to do that. 
Hmm. He, he, he could have picked Hanson, actually. I could have. I thought about Hanson. But no? Well, then I was swayed. Yeah. Where were you I swayed? I thought about something. I went with, actually, with the Barat Fantasy in E-flat. That's another one. That's right in there. Totally. Yeah. It's that yes. same fantasy and me bemol and me bemol exactly because yes. you have Somebody, the cadenza stuff right isn't that that one yeah yeah but you do have to play on B flat trumpet to a high C sharp on that C one. sharp mm. yeah and that that's what kept me out of that one when that you're developing be, your pressure yeah right. you're developing your, your compression yeah. your when you do the same the whole tone up to the high C sharp and yeah. that can be that can be a bit of a struggle. But I have used that with some like underclassmen here, like especially mm-hmm. as a first C trumpet solo. Yeah, yeah, because it comes with B flat yeah. and C parts. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, your favorite etude. All right, best etude, Brian. Brian, what is Brian going to say is the best etude? The this best etude. Oh, isn't he going to go? He's going to go for a cornet book. So let's. He's going to go into the Arvid's book, right? It's got to be a cornet thing. Bill, so, like, Bill has this sussed out. So like characteristic study, <laughs> characteristic study number one. <laughs> that is not it. What? That's a great etude. <laughs> it's a good etude. It's it's all right. Am it, I in the right I'm ballpark? Brian. I'm with Brian. It's a good etude. Yeah. All right. Am I in the ballpark there? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you're in the right country. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're going Charlier. Yes. Charlier two. Are you going right, right in for the that's, standard? That's, that's where I'm going. He's going Charlier. right there. Okay. No, that's incorrect. All right. <laughs> all right. All right, boys. What did, what did I pick? It's incorrect. Uh, you pick, pick like Brant or something. That's where I was going to go for him. Yeah. I was going to say he picked Brant number two. No. Brant one. No. I went with the shocker here. I actually went character. I went and thought about this a lot in the three oh. seconds we had to put this together. Actually, the characteristic study number six is yeah. the best day to. Well, of that bunch, number eight is the best one. No. You're, an, we'll, you're insane. We're going to have to dissect insane. this, apparently. You're going to take these apart. Another but time. Number, number six is great. You get all the, the, the descending um, diminished there in the middle. Then, yeah. Oh, no, it's awesome. Yeah. It goes to D major. But that's awesome. Great. We've talked about this before. I have a specific order to introduce these. Sure. And and six is not first. No, I don't think it's first. It's best. Right. You think it's best. Yes. <laughs> it's eight or eight All right. Or ten. All right. What did I pick? You All got right. some no now, shot. You you don't get to pick your own, correct? No, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Although, <laughs> book two. No. <laughs> oh man, we're behind on book two, aren't we? We're a little. You got to you got to push me. You got to push me on that. All right. I'll push you. Yeah. yeah I said yeah, the yeah. edits. The you got to let me know. I just need to get in. I need some. I just need some time. Um. Because book two looks good, so you're not picking your own. He right. picked some random, text. but you know he's, but you know he's picking no. something lyrical, the like natal Bosch, the pick... natal Bosch one or something. Nope. That's a good. Yeah. I good, like that one. Good yeah. etude. That is a nice etude. Um, but you know he's picking something lyrical. He's not going with one of these big technical etudes, right? Correct. Yep. All right. So it give me some could lyrical. Be, could be Charlie too, but it's not out of the Charlie book. It's not Charlie. Is that what you're saying, Bill? It's not Charlier. Charlier is not my is not my favorite French etude book. No, Ooh. I love Charlier. Sure, no, but it's not good. my favorite. There's, there's great stuff in there. But he's not going to go to Isn't like that weird. He's not going to bitch though, right? No that's way. Not... Yeah. Favorite etude. Mm-hmm. B 
bitch two. Joey, I like bitch two. That's a good call. Is that bitch right? Three. Bitch three. Three. Oh, we're mm-hmm. off one. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Wow. Good, good, good. Nice. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. Love that etude. That was yeah, a game changing etude. You guys are me. wrong. It's okay. <laughs> Both wrong. And then yeah. best piece to open a recital. All right. So Brian, is he going to open with cornet or close with cornet? Right? Don't you think he's going to close with cornet? He's always. Gonna close. Brian's gonna right. Close so with he's cornet. not going to open with cornet. So we're not going to no, go there. No. So we're going to go right out of the gate. You want something accessible. You want something good. Mm-hmm. So is he going to go standard rep right there and say, let's just knock out something? How about something like uh, Legend, I think is a good opener. Five minutes, walk out, knock it out, and go. That's a great, that's a great opener. It is a great opener. I'm, a great gonna, I'm picking, I don't I'm picking think, Legend. You think that's what he did? All right, yeah. Brian? No. No. Fosh, you... is a, Fosh is a great opener. Mm. Oh, Fosh is a great opener. I was just playing Fosh yesterday with a student. Like, hey, we need to do some more pick stuff. Have we done Fosh yet? No. Okay, let's let's go through the first one. That is a great this. opener. It's a great opener. Yeah. yeah. Totally great opener. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. What uh, am I, we what go am guessing I, Joey. Yep. Or what am I picking here? Not Honiger, but Legend would work for him. But I don't think he would have said legend for you if he had also. There's no way legend. he would have said that. No, although I, I, I do think it's a great opener. It's not my pick. It's not the correct answer. But... <laughs> <laughs> the question is: that. Is he going to go small horn? That's the question. On a recital. Yeah, like sax. And I think he is. Sax, sax, concertino. Maybe. Sax is good. I don't think it's an opener. I think it's a. I think it's a treat on the second half. You know what I mean? It's a meaty Maybe even a closer. Interestingly. You guys are doing good work. Uh, I think he's going to go pick. And he's going to go uh, Torelli Sinfonia Contrabo. Torelli works. That's a good guess. Except for one thing. Although <laughs> I like starting with pick. What I really like is starting unaccompanied. Oh, um, so you're gonna say Persichetti Parable? Nope, he's doing my piece. Persichetti Parable or Arnold Fantasy for an advanced student or Presser Suite for an accompanied trumpet. Entrada. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. Ketting. Ketting Entrada is a really good that's five minute opener. Right over the thing. It's a great way to get started, get comfortable playing unaccompanied. Yeah, I, I use that piece a lot, especially that, for junior recitals. Like that might that. be the best teaching piece to do on a company music. Totally. That's why I'm saying for junior recitals, yeah. like, hey, listen, we haven't done one before. Yeah. I haven't performed one before. Let's do this. Because it's so, there's a lot, a lot of just great gestures in it that are and out get, of time. You get to take your time. It's, yeah. it's chunked out nicely. It's written nicely. It's paced nicely. Yeah. For so horn. you can really, you not, can really it's get not comfortable. Brutal. You can written get comfortable. It is. Well, we stole it. It's fine. Uh, but we can, you know, totally play that and, and be comfortable playing unaccompanied. Right. Huh. All right. All right. So what did Bill choose as the opener? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do think he thinks small horn as well. I think we all agree Definitely. playing down the horns is the way to go. It's the Torelli. I think I think Torelli's what he picked. Yeah. And he, I think he, that's yeah. a good call. Mm. Or no. 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 Oh, Charpent- no. The- Charpentier oh, Te Dam. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I like that. It's just That's a good. little sparkle at the front, piccolo way to get settled, get yep. on your feet. All right. All right. 
All right. Bonus question. Bonus Best question. First concerto. Okay. What does Brian think is the first best first concerto? Yeah. That's a hard question. Gregson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. I put Brandenburg. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. This is where you should start. Yeah. Start with Gregson, Brandenburg right. too. Like, you can't do this and it'll bring your change of major card. Yeah. Right. I mean, listen, yeah, you just yeah. You either figure it out or just move on. Um, <laughs> what do you think? First concerto, first concerto. What do you think Brian chose here? This is hard. I think like there are two, two options, but yeah, I think there are two options. Two options. Are, options yeah. are difficult. Hmm. I got nothing. Concerto. I mean, it's yeah, that's a real piece, right? You want a legit, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm concerto here and you're starting out so you want to think b flat trumpet like a high school student right so we're thinking mm-hmm. b flat mm-hmm. yep not sure where you're going here where are you going exactly. here brian i'm going either hummel or artunian <sighs> and for right me in. it for me it's hummel playing okay. right into my hand yeah exactly you're okay. playing right into all the right. game all right what do you think i chose there first concerto for you yeah I I was gonna say Hummel. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. said Hummel as well. Yeah. Like I think one, I think it's actually totally learnable on on B flat trumpet and a good way to learn it. Yep. Tops out at a high C. You got some multiple tonguing. You know, there's a nice an actual good slow movement. You know, I like it. I refuse to answer the question. What you're not allowed to have concertos for young. This people. is our problem. Yeah. This they're, is the they're, problem. They're, not, they're none that are great. Right, because you're yeah. forced to pick, oh, it has to be a concerto because that's a major work, but then you're forced to pick pieces that were written for other instruments, and neither the Haydn or the Hummel are great on B-flat. The Hummel's better. Hummel's, Hummel's better, better, but and the Haydn has the high E-flat, which for young trumpet right. players is just That's good. where they'll spend their time and get yeah. jacked up doing it. Yep. There yeah. are a couple other was the But were there's some good in the sonatas 50s. out there. There's the great sonatas. sonatas. Do you know the Giannini concerto? Yes. Or the Bornstedt concerto? I don't know Bornstedt. Bornstedt. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds like a name you made up. It is not. (laughs) It was written around the same time Giannini was. Okay. Same series. But um, yeah, maybe, but they have their own challenges too. Um, But yeah, this is the problem, right? Especially in programming. And now if if you have small horns, you know, and you can do the E flat pieces, sure. Sure. You know? But I think it's worth learning, uh, Hummel on, mm-hmm. on B flat trumpet. I, yeah, I, I mean it's it, fine. Yeah, if I it's had not to pick that much more difficult than the Giannini, and it's the music is way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I just That's, looked up. I just the... looked up a Bornstedt while we were sitting here for just a second. This item is permanently out of print. Yep, I have from, a copy. From of Bill it. has a copy. You can write I, to the write Alfred. To the Alfred Music has it as permanently out of print. Write to the email. Bill send you a PDF. Yeah, I have a, I have a copy of it. I have a PDF. Is it on uh, and is a hard copy? IMSLP. I don't think. I don't know. Never. Looked. I don't know if it's old enough, but it's permanently. Yeah, Stanton's also has it as permanently out of print. Yeah. Just as a quick a quick search while we're a here. quick search. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. Time for a couple things. So we've all seen it. The overconfident, overly aggressive trumpet player who has illusions of grandeur about what they can and should play. 
Hold on. That, that, this feels like an attack. <laughs> this is another intervention. Joey resembles that remark. Today's episode is to create some space to talk about recital programming and preparation, and I suppose concert programming and preparation for our Wagger friends out there. Now, credit where credit is due. My good friend, now retired band director, Rich Miller from Hershey, Pennsylvania, used to say this would be engraved on his tombstone, overprogrammed and under-rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But have no fear, we are here to help. So, yeah, this is it, right? We're, now we're starting to, students are into this phase where they're starting to play in recitals for spring and maybe mm -hmm. way past that now, you know? But yes, let's talk about this process and guard against some things that will cause trouble. Right, well, the... the First off is getting with your teacher and deciding, one, when is the recital? And this should be decided way, way, way out in front. Oh, the is. idea, like, you know, we're right now in this, the late part of October. And if you're thinking, hey, maybe I'll do a fall recital, you're too late. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Is that a problem? Well, yeah. fall's over. So, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Because essentially, like, well, I could get it in maybe, you know, right before finals. You're already too late. Right. Yep. If you want to do a fall recital in the first week of school, or I've even done this with, especially with music education majors, that they know they're going to be like uh, uh, yeah, student, student teaching, teaching in the spring, in the, spring. Yep. the spring before spring of junior year. One of the things we'll do in lessons is always have a different solo. We're just kind of touching, getting through, the, you know, touching a little parts of as we get all the way through. So right. at the end of the semester, we've kind of worked our way through several pieces and go, okay. What do you think might be good for a senior recital, which you're going to do in the fall semester? So you have the summer to kind of work through some stuff and look over some stuff. So when you hit the ground running the first week of school, okay, let's set the program. I do the same thing that time in in, uh, in spring junior year. The end of it is devoted to sort of figuring it all out and getting a program in order. Mm -hmm. If you think about that, the time you have over the summer is golden in preparing that program. Right. Um, and you might even stand a chance to do some things from memory with that much lead time. Right. Which is pretty cool. You because mean they then practice, they're supposed to practice over the summer? There's an assumption. With the assumption hmm. that you might practice over the summer. You might practice over the okay. summer. That's break, um, though. <laughs> it's, like a a new, it's a new thing we're going to try out next year. <laughs> like a heavy lift. But So that's not in the middle. Don't start your 100 days of practice in May. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that's... Because then be you won't be practicing at the end of the summer. You make it September well, like, for a December recital. Four yeah. days or something. Well, if you do your 100 days of practice starting May 1st, that's awesome because May, June, July, you get the middle of August, you don't have to practice anymore. You're done. Yeah, you're and done. Then, and then school starts. Then All vacation. you have is your recital to do, and then you're done. Right. And you haven't, don't need to practice. But I like that <laughs> senior recital early too in the fall because then if they are thinking about grad school, now you can start to recycle some things and build and those. And you've got yep, some stuff. Programs. You got yes. time and stuff. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm a big fan. College students, I'm a big fan of the fall recital. Mm -hmm. You know, the the idea that for exactly that reason, because the second semester of your senior year is going to be busy with whatever you're planning to do next. Whatever that yeah. is, is going to take a lot of time because you're about to graduate, which means likely you're moving and likely you're starting. Well, you are starting something else, whatever right. something else is. So the last thing you want hanging over your head is also recital prep which is both time consuming and can be stressful if you put these things off exactly now i've sat down with students especially like if i've got performance majors who know that it's going to be junior recital senior recital grad school auditions onto the masters we'll sit down pretty early on sometimes and map out two or three years in a row yeah you know yeah. we'll I right, let's move this piece to here let's kick that down the road i'd like to see you do this here but let's save that for the senior recital 
and we'll also start to do research on schools they want to go to to see what's on the list right and yep. start to incorporate that into the recital planning too absolutely yeah so, so one, step one start early right? plan and start early absolutely. And, and if you're going to do and lots of students seem to like to put things off so that lots of students do recitals second semester senior year which is totally reasonable um, but I do practice what I preach. I did my recital uh, December seventh, a day that will live in infamy of my senior yes. year. So <laughs> it was it was a Monday night that year, and I remember the funny part being the other part. We've talked about this a little bit. If you want people to come to your recital, go to their recitals because yes, most college campuses around the country and it, it, recitals are not tremendously well attended, and right. it's sort of a shame because there's so much great stuff that can be going on. So mm-hmm. you know, teachers, some friends, and family. So. I was starting, actually, I started with a pick piece. I started with a Telemann chamber piece to start my senior recital. And the curtain opened. And my first thought looking out at Kilburn Hall in, at Eastman was, what are all these people doing here? Like, it was cr- <laughs> it was crowded because it was Monday night, fall semester, nothing else to nothing do. Else and, going it's, on. and it's Rochester, so it's probably snowing like crazy. You know, I was thinking, wow, right. look at all these people. But I did do it fall semester, which made my last semester much less stressful you know it's like oh i'm already done i just need to finish these classes and move on but if you're going to go second semester then these same rules apply a semester in advance right your first semester senior year you should be working with your teacher saying all right so what's this going to look like so that when whatever semester you're doing your recital the first day of that semester is all right when can I schedule it? Uh, how do I get a pianist? What other people may or I need? Let's get a date. Let's get all of this knocked down so that that the scheduling part mm-hmm. done as early as can be. Because right. after you do that, then the work actually starts. Yeah, because then you have to start back from that. I mean, we require a jury, performance jury, before to be right. cleared for the recital, yep. like three weeks in advance. Okay, yeah, then we you do. do yep. We call them recital yeah. hearings. We do them two weeks before. Yep. Yeah, yeah. and then and then you've got to plan all your re- your rehearsals with pianist. Yes, mm-hmm. and then you know if what? you're doing any chamber works. You know, like a lot of our students like to do like a maybe one trumpet ensemble piece or something yep. like that. Exactly. You got to be you got to be rehearsing that stuff. You got to get that stuff together. And that right. means other college students agreeing to meet with you and doing that. And then they all have different schedules than you the schedules. And, and it's hard. You know, yeah. I know that I have come back here at nine and 10 o'clock to like work with some students, putting stuff together. And like, you know, I just want to sit on my couch watching basketball, but you know, you that's are. how the schedule kind of works. So, so go ahead. Yeah. I was saying, so let's talk then let's lean into a little bit about this important part of the planning is the rep solo yes. stuff, chamber stuff. Yes. Um, you know, what are the guiding forces there uh, in order to make sure that you've got a great program? You know, so first thing is, of course, consider your abilities, consider where you are and what the goals are, which what you want to do with that. Yeah. You know, right. And that's what that's what you should be talking with your teacher about this, getting all that set up. How do you guys feel about students wanting to reach for challenging pieces? Depends on the student, but I student might might falter. Might be, mm-hmm. and I them. think I think a recital's a, a a perfect time to sort of take that chance within reason. Yeah, this is why the semester before working through rep, I have had students that have come in saying, "I'd really like to do, you know, like Tomasi," and I'm like, "Okay, well, let's take let, next week. Well, let's bring in the first movement and see where you are, and yeah. we'll spend some time really working through." And some of them might go, "I think I might be able to pull this off," and some of them might go, "So this is a bad idea." <laughs> so I want right. to help them reach that decision be self-aware yeah yeah, yeah. i want to help and, them reach that decision if they want to they want to give a little bit of a reach then the programming part of it becomes really important because if you're going to program okay i'm going to do chamasi and then i'm going to do you know 
Gregson, and then I'm going to do yeah. Telemon. And, the, you know, like if you're just going to overprogram and you're just going to watch your face fall off, you yeah. know, and you have to be smart about that, too. Is, mm-hmm. That's important. I- that's where I'm. I'm good for the reach piece, but then surrounding that on the plate with a, with other things that are really manageable. Then yeah, we're gonna really manage the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, right. you can't I, I, you can't reach for three or four pieces on the program. <laughs> yeah. Not right. smart because ultimately, look, you're trying to create a portfolio. You're trying to create a record, right? An archive of your playing. Like these recitals are the point where you do that. You know, so that's exactly a, that's an important thing. And I. I like in programming, I like the sort of menu principle, right? Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this before, but to reiterate, like I like chronology. I like small horns first, some, you know, using multiple trumpets, uh, time periods, whatever. Those are all things to consider. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're going to put this together in conjunction with your teacher, right? This is what one of the things your teacher should be very, very helpful and good at. Like, like you go in saying, Hey, I'd like to, and I'd ask my students, what do you want to play? And then let's manage, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're going to say, I want to do like the four most impossible pieces ever, I'm like, um, <laughs> let's think about that yeah. over the next five years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you've yes. sat down with your teacher, you've actually built your recital. Then your next step is getting those people. Right. But mm-hmm. then you're into the practicing part. And if we're ready for this part, this is where the, the, the rubber hits the road. Right. Mm-hmm. This is where um, I think most students, not most, I think lots of students do a really poor job because they think, okay, I got to get all of this done every single day. Right. And this is a huge problem. So let's say you have five pieces of music on your recital, which is probably there. Some might be a little fewer. Some might be a little bit more. So let's just pick five as an arbitrary number, right? There are five works you're working on. So what I want you to do is the pick a piece a week because there should be many more than five weeks between right now and your recital. (laughs) recital Right. Uh And, And say, okay, you know, week one, is what I think for me is the most challenging piece. And I'm really going to spend that time kind of going, diving in deep and maybe just touching some of the other pieces. Like I might run this or touch this or run this or touch this, but the heavy lifting, boom, week one. And then at the end of that week, perform that piece in front of maybe somebody or friends, the one piece. Mm -hmm. Then the next week, the next challenging piece for you while still touching and still touching. Right. Yep. So at the end of that, then you play two. So at the end of, five weeks you've really gone hard in depth on every single thing and hopefully you're at least at least a month out from your recital yeah mm-hmm. yep this is the time to run the entire recital a month yep. out like for friends for family for colleagues for other you know other trumpet players hey. say uh, let's get yeah. together i want to run it down or you know when you get really when you're that close to it it was the funny thing right how many times you see students do this the only time they'll perform that recital is that recital recital. yeah that's a that's a terrible idea but the opposite of that is i see students like well for two weeks before i'm going to play it every day that's also a terrible idea no but the point like the point i want to make is practicing the performance aspect so yes you have assisted yeah. living facilities near you. You have church playing in church opportunities where if you are doing a concerto, you know, first movement is a great prelude. Second movement works as an offertory. Third movement works as an outlude. Postlude, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, so there are ways to get out and practice the performance aspect of this as well, which is really important in the recital game. Really, really important. Right. So because then once you get inside of a month, the idea of I need to play this every day is a terrible idea. And when I've watched lots and lots and lots of students saying, well, right, I want to make sure. I'm like, no, 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 no. Making sure is your enemy. 
Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this is when again you then you want to almost back into, all right, I'm gonna take one movement, one movement every day and kind of go in and hard on and yeah. touching other things and touching other things. Yeah. And you know, you may want to like exactly what Bill says, hey, if I could go play one piece here or two pieces here. Or maybe a month out, do the recital somewhere else, so that when by class, the time recitals, yes, so that yeah. by the time you hit the, the recital and you walk on stage, you're like, oh, not only do I own all of this information, I've performed all of it. I'm ready to put on a show, and it's gonna, it's going to be a great indication of how I play right now, and I'm going to be comfortable doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is you know the question that you posed to me last week after I was talking about musical ownership. Well, this is this is that level of confidence. This is how to get there. Right. In a recital, Absolutely. right? Like knowing for a fact that you've done it and it didn't go well and why and how you fixed it and how you reacted and just having that performance experience with it too. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, that's vital. Because we talk about, you know, rehearsing, you know, being under-rehearsed means under-prepared in a lot of ways. Not like you didn't learn all the notes, but you didn't you didn't take the time to, to actually own the piece and be out there and be able to do it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So. And if we can get to the recital and we can circle back if we need to. When the recital happens, I say this to every single student before the recital. Here is your job. You're going to get there early, get set up. You're going to, if you tune with the piano, whatever you need to do, get comfortable in the space. Before you walk out, make sure you're comfortable. Walk out, play the first piece. Walk off the stage, put your horn down, and there should be a time where there is no horn in your hand. <laughs> and then yep. take a second because people think, oh, I got to get out there, I got to get out there. Your audience is fine. We're all, we're fine if the stage is going to change. We're not going to change. We're fine taking a minute or two, and I want you to take a nice, easy, smooth breath. Just and if you can't do that, you're not ready to go out on stage yet. Yeah, one easy, and then forget everything that just happened. Whether if it was the best thing you've ever played, right? Cool. If it's the worst thing you've ever played, also cool. Both are forgotten. Right. Because the worst thought you can have is, hey, this is going great, or oh no, I'm folding. Those <laughs> are one. equally terrible <laughs> thoughts. Hey, this is going equally great. outside of the stage. point of the, right. the realm of focus. So whatever <laughs> yeah. you've done is now it's music great. history and is over. You know, so I, then, I don't know if you guys about. do this or not. No, go ahead. Oh no. So just to finish, between every piece, horn down. Love it. Yeah. One easy, clear breath. And then okay, the next piece is and I'm going to play this great. Right. Pick up the horn, and then you're ready to go. So mm-hmm. we we have this green room, this chamber room, you know, next to our recital hall. Yep. I don't. I'm not in the hall for recitals. I'm backstage. Okay. And we go in there on the chalkboard. I write the list of tunes with a checkbox next to them, right? Whatever yeah. the pieces mm-hmm. are, and I'm there to manage that time in between because that's how important I think this is too. Like yeah. This is crucial. Yeah. So we walk off stage. The horn goes down. We literally check the box yeah done that, that one's done. over moving on take go get a drink i'm ready to go no you're not no <laughs> no hang on we're good we've got plenty of time today we're good yeah. manage it out seem like it's in a good place all right let's go do this yeah because if not like you're saying it would just be boom 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 and that's a huge aspect of this yeah because usually i mean i actually i do sit in the hall and you know usually uh, at least a bunch of students are there and i said by that time a student has done a recital they've sat in recitals with me there and i said Mm -hmm. think about this what do we do in between pieces i usually start talking to everybody around me right so i said give me some time i'm telling some jokes i'm trying to be funny here so take your time (laughs) we're not going anywhere in between i want you to go back if you can't take a smooth, easy breath, you are not ready to go on. 
Yeah, yeah. it's a great test. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, because that day, there's a lot of pressure on that day, right? Like yes. You, you do all this planning and you build up to it, but managing that day is, is a really yeah, important Yeah, and a lot of times, like, family well. might be coming in, you know, checking all that stuff out. And it, it, this it. is this yeah. is the time, quote, unquote, it counts and it matters, you know, and you put yeah. all that pressure on yourself. And all of that's very real. So you want to manage that as best you can. Yeah. Do you do intermissions? Uh, generally, no. Yeah, we, yes. I usually do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have I, I have rules. If 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 you're sitting for under an hour and a half, you don't need an intermission. Oh, hour That's and a half the, line. the number. That's hmm. the line. Hmm. If it's going longer than ninety, you should take a break. Now okay. I, yeah. There's usually an opening bad. piece and then a bigger right. piece, and after that bigger piece, I usually go. I mean, it's more of a pause, right? It's ten minutes or something. Yeah, it's not interval. fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah, just a little yeah. interval. Interval. I'm just saying, go knock it all out. You're gonna yeah. be fine. You're gonna be right. fine. It's gonna be hammer down. Yeah, exactly. Hey, just hammer down. Um, but the the tempting part in this is to have that program that says you did Artunian and Gregson on the first half, right? <laughs> Terrible <followed> by uh, <laughs> Tomasi, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if anything, maybe what we hope to change today is this idea that you want to program for that. Imagine that day, the day that we're talking about the recital day. What do you want that audience to experience? Right. What do you want them to know about your playing? Right. And not that you can... So you listed my, these pieces. My first know. year here, uh, Pete Ellison is one of our trombone faculty. Was had the year before me, so it was his second year. He did a faculty recital early in the fall semester. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna go check this out, right. and I go in, and Pete uh, definitely did some rep, but he also did some like songs and did some stuff. And I sat there, mm. still in that kind of macho. You, if you're doing a recital, you have to do all the hardest stuff in the world. That was in my head, and I'm watching. Mm. Going, Pete's a genius. <laughs> yes. like, Pete played really lovely music yep. and sounded amazing. And I thought, oh, oh, wait a minute. This is good. I This is a good idea. Yeah. yeah Why I could not? do this. Yeah, I could actually play. A, I could play a song, right? <laughs> you know, because like, you know, you know, I will say on my senior recital, what did I do? I did three concertos and then an unaccompanied duet. There you go. Because that was sort of <laughs> what we did then. And it is not what I do with my students now. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you were that guy. We were all we were all that person yeah, back then. That, that was just we've the culture, yeah. the culture of this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and I mean this bleeds over into just like when you get out there, think about programming matters, right? You want people to be consumers of music, right? You want them to come to your shows, whether it's your right. concert you're conducting or you're performing or whatever it happens to be. Think about putting a program together that people would want to attend and sit through. Exactly. You want to actually put on a concert. Exactly. You want to put on a concert that it's you want to show. sit through. Exactly. Show, yeah. Totally. Very important. I did yeah. have a student one time. He was a he was a double major on bass and trumpet. I may have talked about this before. Mm -hmm. And he came to me and he said, um, I want to do both recitals on the same day. Yeah. And I was like, that's a crazy idea. That's not mm -hmm. smart. And he said, I know. And I was like, and he said, I still want to do it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, years ago, I probably would have, you know, I would have been like, okay, look, you just have to do one of these. And then, but now I'm to the point where good music is good music, right? So if you have a student that's multi-talented, right? Versed in, in bass and trumpet. Yeah. Okay. Why not the same program? Does it really matter? Put it in the same hour. Yeah. yeah especially he, if. Now, he separated if it out. Yeah. If again, if you're trying to build a portfolio to go into grad school or conservatory or whatever, then you want to be careful about what that looks like. But there are yeah. times when it's appropriate and I think absolutely acceptable to do that. Yeah. yeah, we have rules about um, students who want to do jazz stuff. We have rules about hearing that, uh, having that heard by a jazz faculty member. 
before oh, you just go out there and yeah, because you know it's very serious music, right? <laughs> and if you think you're just going to go out there and like play some jazz music, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's funny. Well, I had a, a student just a couple years ago who asked me, "Do you think I could sing and and play some jazz?" And I said. I don't know. Can you sing and can you play jazz? <laughs> Here's the thing. Her friends did not know she did this. Oh, so oh, she did like wow. a, a Chet Baker transcription and then some improvising and some singing. Nice. So we worked on it and she totally got it together yeah. in the context of a full recital. Yeah. And when she did it at the end of her recital, that place went crazy. People They're like, lost their minds. What the, what are we watching? That sounded amazing. But yeah, but yeah you do great. have to take that just as seriously. Yeah, seriously. Everything, yeah. everything needs to be at the highest level of musicianship. Yeah. I'm going to do this arrangement because I feel like doing it and it's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, there's um, no yeah. there's no throwaway stuff. Right. right. There's never a throwaway at the end. And for us, it's either chamber music or, yeah, or, you know, we, I like to, I always like to play something pretty for mom totally. grandma whoever's going to be there I, I bring this up all the time like you, you know, know what you could just do something is there some like song or some you know have you looked at this something or this, or this they're like well that's i mean that's easy i'm like but it's gorgeous music it doesn't have to be the most challenging thing in the world you want to actually build a concert yeah right for sure you let students talk yeah uh-huh. i encourage them to some don't want to mm-hmm. yeah i don't yeah most most of mine don't. yeah like so what i did what i did at itg two years ago if you remember i put those i put my seven horns out yeah and i never left the stage right that's I, the way i, I love and that I, I like that but i think that can be really intimidating and daunting for for undergrads for right. students yeah i think they need yeah. that time to to yeah. you know let go in between yeah yeah well we have fixed all these problems obviously <laughs> there should be a lot of perfect recitals coming up here that no pro- exactly they're all done all right boys time for no offense Hey, look, biting off more than you can chew is common behavior for trumpet players. Deciding on a program that has six major concerti and three piccolo pieces, no offense, Joey, looks amazing on paper. <laughs> but remember, this you, is have with to, attack. you have to stand up and perform that stuff for people, and someone's going to probably record it. So if you're over-programming to the point where the only choice is to be under-rehearsed, you're doing it the wrong way. Cut yourself some slack and put yourself in a position to succeed. Right. Everybody just, likes to see a car accident. Well, that's <laughs> true. But if you're looking at what we're talking about today, yeah. you start early with your teacher. Like we've given you a roadmap of how to do this and, and actually get to the recital and go, I want you to, I want everyone to walk up the recital afterwards, go back to the room and they change and go, well, that was fun and, 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 and kind of easy and not too daunting. Good. And if yeah. you start like what we did with you today, you start at the beginning of the semester and kind of take yourself through, you can have a really successful product at the end and go, wow. Yeah, let's do that again, which is what you should be doing. Yeah. I call it my NASCAR theory of brass recitals. <laughs> People go to brass recitals for the same reason they go to NASCAR, because there might be a crash. I Actually, I've said this to students about faculty stuff. Like, if you're not showing up to faculty recitals or faculty performances just for the idea of, what if my teacher folds? I want to be there. You're <laughs> right. doing it wrong. Totally doing it wrong. Why well, Scott attends uh, anything. Right. right. Exactly. Well, Schadenfreude. <laughs> all right boys well that should about do it for today hey stay tuned tell your friends and neighbors and choose wisely so long from now remember to keep an open mind but more importantly an open bell <laughs>